0: It's Trey Lewis with Good Landing Recovery, and you're listening to The Comeback. Hey guys, welcome back. Several years ago, I was in Mississippi, and I was speaking at a treatment center. And at the end of the treatment center, which is pretty unusual for me, I opened up for Q&A. And this girl that was sitting on the front row, she raises her hand, and, and as I acknowledge her, her question is, is that... Every night, as she is trying to go to sleep, that she gets tormented by all of these thoughts that um, are causing great turmoil in her life and in her mind. And immediately, just really without even thinking, I fired back and I just said, how many verses do you know? How much scripture do you know? And she just looked at me like a deer in the headlights. And, you know, at that point, I went on to explain to the rest of the group that while we're out there and we're in active addiction, that we have given the enemy unhindered access to be able to dump into our minds anything that he wants to, to drop off. And so, of course, whenever we get to a place where we're saying, hey, I don't want to get high anymore, I don't want to live my life the way that I've always lived it, and, and we don't even know what truth is. I mean, most of us wouldn't know truth if it hit us in the face. And so, you know, in the same way that I tried to communicate to that girl that, that evening is to say, if you want to stop the current thoughts that are causing so much turmoil in your life, then you need to know truth. You need to spend time in the Word. So, for example, right, there, there can be truths. There can be, you know, truths, and, and, and we have to make a decision on which one we're going to agree with. So, I mean, so for example... I may wake up in the morning and not feel like that I should be the CEO of Good Landing Recovery. I might still feel like the same worthless person that I was whenever I was in active addiction. But the reality is, is that, you know what, that that I am... It is true. It is true that I was one of the worst people that ever set foot in Clarkstone, Mississippi, that I was an IV methamphetamine drug addict. Like there's nothing that I can do about that. Like those are things that did happen and they are true and all of that kind of stuff like that. But then on the other hand, you know, what does God say about me? You know, that he says that I'm a new creation, that I'm the head and not the tail, that I'm the lender and not the borrower. I'm above and not beneath, that I am, that he has is, is made me a new creation, that he has a wonderful plan for my life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So whenever I wake up, no matter what my feelings tell me, like they are no longer the driver. Then I get to choose on what level of truth I want to agree with. And so sometimes in the morning, whenever I get up, you know, I am, I am preaching to myself, you know, just like I'm doing... At a Sunday morning service, or whenever I'm leading some meeting, reminding myself that it doesn't matter how I feel or what the enemy is trying to bring against me, that I now agree with God's truth. In Alcoholics Anonymous, in Step 3, it says that we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Now, I feel like a lot of people kind of come to that and are like, yeah, you know what? I realize that drugs have kicked my butt. I realize that alcohol has kicked my tail. And now I'm going to, you know, obviously I'm going to turn my will and my life over to the care of, you know, this some kind of higher power that I don't even understand, and I'm going to, you know, easily do that. And they just kind of move on through the process. Now, I would tell you or anybody else that, that was listening or that I would be talking with about, you know, making a decision to turn your will and your life over to the care of God that you need to pull the emergency brake and just sit back for a second. I mean that that's a huge decision. And and this is why I, I believe that that since most of us don't give focused attention to this issue that we fall into this foxhole prayer dilemma. And that's why nobody ever has anything real in God. They have no real relationship with God. And they come to these, these major crises in their life, and that's the only time that they pray. You know, whenever they find themselves, you know, strung out and no money and nowhere to live, you know, that's when it's time to, you know, pull out God as the spare tire that, you know, that we, that we you know, give so much criticism for. But, but it's like this, right? I mean, here's the deal. If if you're over in Iraq or Afghanistan or wherever, and let's just say that you've been captured by some type of of terrorist organization, and you're there, and you've got the United States Special Forces that show up to rescue you, you you're not. They show up with M16s and a green. Uniform, you're not like trying to credential them. You know at that moment that that is a force that is the that has the ability to be able to save you out of that crisis, and then you gladly follow them, and that gets you out of that situation immediately. But then when you get back stateside or you get back to a safe zone it's not like that you're going to turn your will and your life over to the care of that person number one because you don't even know them you don't know what they're about you know what they stand for yeah they were there to be able to rescue you but then after that you know to actually to be able to turn your entire entire life and will over to the care of somebody at that point to where then it's got to develop into a way more mature type of decision and it's got to, to, to get into a place where we just say okay I've really got to think through this and make sure that that for the rest of my life to be able to trust God then i 've got to figure out who he is and what then what he 's really about so when we find ourselves there you know I think at that point is is where you know I I go back to verses in my own life that um, surely that 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 I would know that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living and and that my my heart I think it says that that my heart would have fainted unless I would have believed that I would have seen the goodness of God in the land of the living and 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 so what what th- those verses and 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 understanding how good and how faithful God is is what allows me now to know. That that no matter what's going on that i can place my faith and my trust in this god and to walk this out over the course of a lifetime and like so many people that have gone before me and gone before us, that whenever you look, there's nothing more precious that whenever you're looking at that 80-year-old who has lived for Jesus their entire lives and you're talking with them, they said, never once, never once has he failed me, never once has he let me down and the weight that that carries over the course of a lifetime and that is because they have been trained like a child. They have been trained to understand the goodness of God and that he will not fail you. And and that is that type of devotion, that type of attention that is given to his word, that's given to, you know, understanding that that even in the midst of all of the chaos of life that God is in fact good and that he can be trusted. You know, I was I was listening to a to a story the other day about this kid. He was around four years old and um, he was jumping off of a boat into his dad's arms and initially he wouldn't do it. He would not jump off the boat into his dad's arms. And his grandfather grabbed the four-year-old and said, if you knew how strong your dad was and that there is no way that he would drop you, he goes, you would never resist that. You would never be worried about that you would jump freely. And then whenever the kid went back up later on, you know, that he gladly jumped off the boat with no reservation into his dad's arms. And that's where we've got to get. We've got to get to a place to where we say, I want to taste and see that God is good. That, that's the invitation to come in and say, try me. Like, if you will turn over your life to me, that I'm going to show you again and again and again how good that I am. That's what God wants to do for us. Guys, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It is a privilege and an honor to be able to serve you. If you or someone in your family is struggling with addiction, please give us a call It's 770-570-7422.